Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. It is Saturday, the 53rd of April. Yesterday, it was Saturday, the 52nd of April, and tomorrow it will be Saturday, the 54th of April. So if you ask how April's going around Chateau Relaxo, that is probably the synopsis of it. However, believe it or not, there is a little bit of crazy travel news. The New York Post put this one up. Fully naked, not partially, but fully naked woman tries to book flight at New Orleans airport. A woman was arrested after trying to book a flight at the New Orleans airport. What a nice new terminal. Someday I hope to go there. Fully naked and refusing to leave. Marielle Vergara, age 27, allegedly strolled up to the Spirit Airlines counter. Of course it was Spirit at Louis Armstrong International Airport last Friday night without a stitch of clothing on. Airline officials told her she would not be able to fly with her current getup or lack thereof, asked her to leave, and of course, Marielle refused. By the time the deputies arrived, Vergara had pulled on a dress, but it was too short to cover her genitals, and she had no underwear on. Well, of course she didn't have any underwear on. She was naked just mere moments before. Allegedly, she ignored orders to leave, scuffled with deputies, and then she was, guess what, taken into custody. She was booked on charges of obscenity, resisting arrest, battery of a police officer, simple battery, and remaining in a place after being forbidden. What's surprising is that none of these charges mention alcohol, And what's even more surprising is that this did not happen in Florida. So thank you, Louisiana. This next one is from Boing Boing, and it has disaster written all over it. Fighter jet passenger, age 64, accidentally ejects during a ride that was a surprise gift. In northeastern France, employees gave their boss, age 64, a special gift experience of a flight in a fighter jet. Apparently, he had no interest in fighter jets and was rather freaked out by the prospect of flying one. However, he played along until he didn't. When the jet was about 2,500 feet above the ground, the pilot began to climb. The passenger panicked and reached for something to hold on to. And unfortunately, that something was the ejector seat button, and the 64-year-old flew out from the fighter jet to make matters worse. He had not securely attached his helmet, which went flying in midair. Fortunately, the man avoided seriously injury after tumbling to earth in a field near the German border. So to those employees, if you weren't furloughed last week, I would plan to stay in the foxhole this coming Friday. With all the major airlines cutting their flight routes drastically, you got to wonder, where do they park all these planes? It's not like, you know, a Hertz lot where you can throw plane, uh, planes out into a parking lot at the local Walmart. Well, I'm glad you asked. There is a site called AirplaneBoneyards.com. That's not a porn site. Uh, and they actually have an interactive map of the aircraft boneyards and storage facilities around the world. And it comes down into roughly three categories per post-World War II military boneyards, major commercial aircraft boneyards, which I believe is out towards Arizona inside the U.S. And then outside the U.S. there's some as well. I'll put links in the show notes. But click on, check out these pictures. I mean, 
these planes are so precisely parked, wingtip to wingtip. I struggle to this day with parallel parking, and these guys have got these planes just mere inches from each other. Definitely interesting to look at, somewhat travel-related. In the immortal words of Aretha Franklin from 1985 or thereabout, take another look. Tell me, baby, who's zooming who? Who is zooming who? By now, most everyone has either been on a Zoom meeting or has at least heard of Zoom. If Zoom is new to you, here is the 16-word, 30,000-foot overview. Zoom provides a remote conferencing service that combines video conferencing, online meetings, chat, and mobile collaboration. I didn't write that. That comes from uh, probably Zoom.com's About Me tab. And it hits all the industry buzzwords. We've got collaboration. We've got mobile. We've got remote. We've got conferencing. So whoever wrote that did a pretty good job. My company began using Zoom as a replacement to go to meeting probably mid-2019. And is an enterprise conferencing platform for both audio and visual. It's pretty solid. You know, everything about Zoom is easy. So easy that almost overnight, my wife's school system deployed Zoom where it remained deployed for a very short time. And the reason is that the school system's telephony backbone is Cisco, which owns WebEx, which is a direct competitor to Zoom. I'll let you figure out what happened uh, next. They are now using WebEx. So I'm sure some very impromptu and last minute meetings took place, but they are now a WebEx company. In the past month, Zoom has gone from a conferencing platform to the COVID's social network. Insane double-digit growth coming from the addition of more new users in the first quarter of 2020 than Zoom had in all of 2019. Their stock is up about 130%. It would have been good. Now, I'm not a financial guy, but it would have been good to have bought Zoom stock and Logitech stock somewhere around mid-September 2019. And as you can imagine, with any sort of rapid growth, whether it's children or businesses, there are challenges. Zoom's biggest challenges right now has been security and privacy, so much so that New York schools have banned all teachers from using Zoom for remote learning. Google, the biggest information junkie out there, no longer allows employees to use Zoom on their work-supported laptops and doesn't... Google owns something called Google Hangouts. I'm I'm surprised that anybody at Google would even consider using Zoom, but I guess they did. One, to never let an opportunity pass up, Microsoft has been promoting Microsoft Teams to anyone that will listen. Chris Brown voiced his pleasure with Teams on last week's podcast. I've known Chris for close to 20 years. He is a tried and true Mac guy, so to hear him supporting a non-Mac product or platform, uh, you know it's got to be pretty good. Of course, no pandemic is official until it generates its own vocabulary. I give to you the vocabulary word of the day, Zoom bombing. Zoom bombing is the unwanted intrusion into a video conference call by an individual which causes disruption. The term became popularized in 2020 after the COVID-19 pandemic forced many people to stay at home and video conferencing was used on a large scale by business schools and social groups. Thank you, Wikipedia. A couple examples of Zoom bombing. Connecticut teen arrested for allegedly Zoom bombing virtual high school lessons and using obscene language and gestures. 
Connecticut teenager was arrested on computer crime charges this week after being accused of Zoom bombing virtual classes held at the Daniel Hand High School. And here in Florida, student government was Zoom bombed uh, with uh, drawings of penises and racial slurs flooding the chat box. UF professor uh, Zhang Bai decided to shut down her virtual Zoom class last week. Reopened a new classroom requiring a password a few minutes after and resumed, resumed teaching. So typically Zoom bombing involves obscene gestures, obscene drawings, and lots of racial, racially fueled chat messages. So it's definitely out there. You get the picture. Zoom bombers are really not going to add much value to your meeting. So a couple pro tips to minimize Zoom bombing. If you have a Zoom account, and most most online conferencing services have a personal ID, so you don't have to send out invitations. You can tell somebody to go to zoom.com, put in my personal ID that I give you, and you're in a meeting. And they're great for really impromptu support sessions, but once somebody has that ID, they can randomly check back in to see if you're having a meeting. And if you are, they can join. Uh, Zoom has actually recently added the ability to require a passroom for your personal meeting ID, but you got to change it for each meeting. You're better off just having uh, Zoom generate a unique, unique ID for each meeting. It's much simpler. Send out the invitation and then you're off and running. They've also added the uh, waiting room feature. This lets you see who is attempting to join the meeting before allowing them in. You know, this won't stop everybody, but it will at least let you see who's coming in. This is enabled under the advanced settings of your meeting invitation. And we'll talk about it in a minute, but there's a whole bunch of other options that you can you can set as well to help uh, minimize it. One of the big things is locking the meeting to outsiders once everyone is logged in. Uh, you can also add co-host that can help control some of the rowdiness. If someone does get in and start sharing their screen, you can stop screen sharing with a single click. And if things get really sideways, you can always click the big red end meeting button in the bottom right corner and then click the next screen where it says end meeting for all. Of course, if that's not enough, The Verge posted that there's an automatic tool that can find up to 100 Zoom meeting IDs per hour, which translates into about 2,400 Zoom meetings per day. Zoom is doing their part by continuing to beef up security and has recently added a security icon on the toolbar of the app for the host. And then by clicking this security uh, toolbar, you get lots of, uh, lots of options. You can lock the meeting. You can enable the waiting room if it's not done by default. You can remove participants. You can restrict participants' ability to share their screens, chat, rename themselves, annotate on the host screen. You know, all that stuff aside, take precautions, Zoom or any other meeting platform can be a ton of fun, perfect for keeping you in touch with family and friends. Zoom right now has a pretty good free version that probably help you keep in touch, at least with family. You can have up to 100 participants. So unless you're the Duggars, uh, this will probably hold true for most uh, most families out there. It's limit, unlimited one-to-one -one meetings, 40 minutes for group meetings. And I think they consider a group three or more and unlimited number of meetings as well. Some of the cool Zoom features allows you to change your background. So the remnants of last night's party, if it's still visible in the background, can be replaced with a, 
a beach scene. You can go to sites like Canva and find tons of background. If you want everybody to think that you're a huge baller, you can put some kind of industrial inspired midtown loft as your background. They also offer the feature to, I think it's clean up my appearance or it's, it's not quite as strong of a filter as the Kardashians use on Instagram, but it will help to remove a little bit of the lines and wrinkles from the rough nights you had before. Video conferencing can be a lot of fun. There have been people that create their own video backdrops of themselves walking into the room, interrupting their own meeting. We have a weekly team social hour, and we've had members uh, show up with uh, a bullet wig. We've gotten virtual tours of people's offices. We've seen pets. We've met spouses. Speaking of mullet wig, if you're ever at a party, a video conference, uh, choose the right audience, but show up in a mullet wig, about 5 to $7 on Amazon, guaranteed to get a laugh. You know, my go-to as of recent has been with all the video conferencing is I change a picture out behind me. And with almost four weeks into all these video conferencing, I don't think anybody has noticed that we've had a lot of meetings with the same group of people, but I don't think anybody's really noticed. I'm swapping the, uh, the picture out behind me. Do yourself a favor, download Zoom. It's free. Have some fun with it. Create a strong password. That's your other pro tip for the day. I want to thank you for listening. Still can't say travel safe, so stay safe and have a great day. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, again being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida, and again, we're continuing our series of stories from home because there's still nobody traveling. Tonight, we're focusing on Aretha Franklin and who's zooming who. Thanks for listening. <laughs>